the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, and other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. And we are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. On today's program, I'm so excited about this, we have best-selling author and radio host, who's featured here on the Salem Radio Network, Eric Metaxas, discussing his latest book, Letter to the American Church. And in our second segment, we have Ken Davis, Director of the Culture Impact Team at Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs. And we'll be talking about the upcoming mayoral and city council elections and how to activate the local church to make an impact. So, Eric Metaxas, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Well, thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Oh, it's excellent. We love when you're here in Colorado Springs. Uh, Eric, if you don't know, is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Atheism is Dead and Bonhoeffer and Amazing Grace and, and other great books. Uh, Eric is an influencer, has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, New Yorker, uh, and CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and of course, the Eric Metaxas Show, nationally syndicated uh, on radio, heard here in Colorado Springs on the weekend, at here on The Word, and also on The Answer, 1460 AM, and 300 nationwide outlets. And uh, he lives in New York City with his wife and daughter. Today, so excited. Uh, this is really, I'm saying this, my favorite book uh, right now. Such an important book. Uh, Eric's latest, Letter to the American Church, which reveals the haunting similarities between today's American church and the German church of the 1930s. And I, you can tell Chaim Goldman, I'm, I'm a believer, but I'm a Messianic Jew. And we Jews are very, very sensitive uh, when things get like they were in Nazi Germany. And this is uh, a bell I've been ringing for a long time. I was so pleased to read this book, Eric, that you put this out as a call to the American church to wake up. So uh, I'm telling everyone to get this book, and uh, and Eric, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, listen, th- thank you, and and honestly, I'm I've never ever written a book like this. I first of all, it's my shortest book, uh, but I I guess you know this is when you see God's hand in your life because uh, when I wrote the Bonhoeffer book, came out in 2010, I never dreamt that the Lord would use that book and my Wilberforce book, which I wrote before that. Mm-hmm to prepare me for such a time as this, to see exactly what is happening in America right now and to diagnose it and to say this is what God wants us to hear now. And, you know, the basic parallel, you've read the book so you know, but when I wrote the Bonhoeffer book, I knew, I said, this is, I could smell this happening in our country. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I can feel us drifting in this direction. Well, you know, uh, come 2016, 2020, we are there. And I know, I don't say this like, you know, I have some opinion, I have some ideas. I know that God wants to wake up the church in America and that what happened in Germany 
the nightmare of the Holocaust and everything else. If you know anything, if you've read my Bonhoeffer book, if you know the history, that nightmare was brought about specifically because of the silence of the German church. There's no question about that. The German church was a very powerful, powerful cultural institution, the only one that could have stood against the Nazis. So when they believed the lie, these theological lies, that, oh, it's not our job to speak against this, we're going to be apolitical, we don't want to take a stand, they believed that lie just long enough so that the Nazis could take power and Mm -hmm. could effectively crush the church and silence the church. That is precisely what is happening in the United States right now. And there are many pastors and Christian leaders that are believing the same lies that the German pastors and Christian leaders believed in the 30s. They said, oh, we have a theological reasons to be quiet. We, we uh, Romans 13, we don't get into that stuff. Right, we're hearing That's those same things the, today. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that thinking is a lie from the pit of hell. That's not what, what Romans 13 says, and that's also not, Romans 13 is not all of Scripture. All of Scripture commands us to be a, the conscience of the state. The Church is supposed to speak uh, when we see corruption, when we see evil, when we see lives being destroyed, when we see slavery, when we see the unborn being killed, when we see transgender madness, when we see political corruption. The Lord calls us to speak fearlessly against all these things. And the, the, the book we're talking about, Letter to the American Church, has resonated dramatically. I, I had no clue when I was writing it that it would resonate. It's like one of the best sellers in the, in the Christian world right now because somehow it struck a nerve and people are thinking, yes, this is what I wish my pastor was saying. And so I'm telling people, listen, either give a copy to your pastor and, and ask him, uh, does he get it, or find another church, because we are in the 11th hour we are where the German church was in 34, 35. It, if you do not speak up after a certain point, you have no voice. It, it, it and becomes are, too late, yeah. That, no, that's exactly right, and that's what happened. And I really believe that the Lord called me to write this book. In fact, I don't, I don't say that. I know the Lord called yeah. me to write this book because I've never had a feeling like I felt with this book. All the books I've written, I know the Lord was with me. And, and, but there was when, when I got these ideas... I said I had this burning feeling like the Lord desires me to write this right now. I have to get this out now. And I was going to publish it myself, um, and it, long story short, I, uh, I published it with Salem, which is my publisher. But I, it's the shortest book I've ever written, and even though it's called Letter to the American Church, I was going to call it Faith Without Works is Dead, <laughs> because that's at the heart of the misconception in the American Church, just as it was at the heart of the misconception in the German church in the 30s. They said, oh, it's all about faith, it's all about what I believe, it's my theology, I believe this and this and this. And it's very private, right? It's kind of like, well, I'm saved because I believe this stuff. That's, that's not why the Lord saves you, to bring you to heaven. He leaves you here to now live out your faith here, fearlessly. And make, a, make an impact. Yeah. And we have somehow, we got the wrong memo, and we, we, we believe what the German church believed and so the parallels are so dramatic that I said, I have to put this down in a book so people can read for themselves and they can see that God is calling them well, to act, well, what is it, to speak. What, what is it, what are some of the things that you're seeing the American church doing that's repeating exactly what the German church did that led to the Holocaust? 
Well, there's a, there's a chapter in the book, Letter to the American Church, called The Idol of Evangelism. In other words, the idea that the only thing that we're supposed to do is worry about saving souls. And that's not, that's not biblical, right? Biblically, uh, of course, we're supposed to worry about saving souls. Like, that's, you know, unbelievably important. But if you refuse to speak on anything controversial because you're afraid I might push somebody away yeah, turn from some accepting people Jesus yeah. or whatever, you tie yourself in knots, you silence yourself. And that's what happened to the German church. The German church said, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to speak on anything controversial. We're just going to speak on gospel-related issues, you know. And you think truth is a gospel-related issue. They're killing the <laughs> Jews. They are. They are. They are demonizing this group of people. And if you don't see that as 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 what God would call you to denounce publicly and to stand against and to lose to use your political power to fight against it, and the church had tremendous power, and they said, "No, we're just going to we're going to step to the side. We're going to take a safe religious uh, kind of." path. We're, we're not going to do, we're not going to take sides on this, you know, and I think that is what opened the door. I mean, there's no question. When you think of the evil of what happened in Germany, anybody who read my Bonhoeffer book knows that that was because the church failed to act and speak. And Bonhoeffer tried and tried to wake them up before it was too late. And they just, they weren't interested. They were, they were either cowardly or fearful or or, you know, this is where just people get, like, bad theology, where they, they have this kind of fussy religious view that says, no, I'm only supposed to care about the theological. And you think, wait a minute, <laughs> the whole point of the theological is to affect everything else. If you understand who God is and what he's done, and it, it's supposed to affect your whole life. Mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, just stay in that theological lane, that's the voice of the devil. He would be very happy for you to just stay in your little theological lane. Don't take your faith out into the marketplace. Don't take your faith out into the culture and into schools and into... Our faith is supposed to be brought out because it affects everything. I mean, the slave trade, uh, it was a Christian politician, William Wilberforce, about whom I wrote in my book, Amazing Grace. He took his faith into politics and into the English culture, and he said, because of my faith in the God of this Bible, I stand against the slave trade, against this abomination. And there were many at the time who said to him, don't mix faith and politics. They, they have nothing to do with each other. And he said, you've got to be kidding me. The, the truth of God affects everything. And if you love your neighbor, you're going to speak the truth for their sake, for the sake of the African slaves, for the sake of the Jews, for the sake of the unborn, for the sake of families being torn apart by the transgender madness, mm-hmm. and on and on and on and on. So God calls us to the center of this conversation, and many people... Um, they don't want to hear it, or they say not yet. And my the reason I wrote a letter to the American church is because that is exactly the excuse given by German Christian leaders at that time. We saw what happened. It is a nightmare beyond anything most of us even want to think about, but that was because of the silence of the church at that time. Mm. So, Eric, there's so much I want to talk to you about. We have about a minute left in the segment. I want to ask you to come back into a second segment that will run in another show. But I, I want to say you have a lot of fans here in the Pikes Peak region. This is the home of America's Mountain. You've visited us here many times. And uh, yes. what message do you have for our local community here as we approach our mayoral and city council elections this spring? Well, I would say if, if the church would really be the church and get active, uh, you'll change the world. You know, we always talk about wanting to change the world and, and make it reflect biblical values. Christians have to act. They have to be willing 
to fight for what is right and true. And if you act like, well, that's not my job, you are abdicating what God gave you your saving faith for. Because again, he doesn't translate you to heaven the minute you get saved. He says, okay, now be my voice in that culture. And that, that, you know, that can mean anything. But the point is that we're supposed to be Christians 24-7. It's supposed to inform everything we do. It's not just something we do on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just believe that God called me to write this book because this is central misunderstanding of the church in America today. Excellent. And it is a prophetic book. The book is Letter to the American Church by Eric Metaxas, published by Salem Books and available at ericmetaxas.com and wherever books are sold. Thank you, Eric, for joining us today. My privilege. Coming up after the quick break, we have Ken Davis of Church for All Nations as our guest, and we'll be talking about how we, as the local church, can put into action exactly what Eric just talked about so we can make an impact in this super important municipal election that's just around the corner here in Colorado Springs. I'm Chaim Goldman. We'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Chaim Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're so happy to have you here listening to us to 100.7 FM, The Word. Well, as promised, we have uh, for our second segment to mate just perfectly with talking with Eric Metaxas, Ken Davis, who is the Director of Culture Impact Team at Church for All Nations here in Colorado Springs. Welcome, Ken. Yeah, thank you for having me, I'm uh, glad great. to be here. It's great to have you here. Ken's an old friend and uh, excited to bring him on because, because we really need to bring down our civic engagement to our local community. Everybody gets distracted by what's going on in Washington, D.C. or even up in Denver. But where we can take action is right here on the streets of Colorado Springs, El Paso County, Southern Colorado, Pikes Peak region. So give you a little background on Ken. Ken has been teaching uh, the Constitution to believers uh, at CFAN for a decade uh, he is now the state ambassador for Colorado for Patriot Academy, which is Rick Green's organization. That's really exciting. He's involved very much in local party politics, and he's a House District Chair in El Paso County. And as I said, he's the director of Culture Impact Team at Church for All Nations uh, North Campus. But we'll be talking about how uh, they, the Culture Impact Team, are helping to bring Culture Impact Teams to other churches around the area. So, Ken, welcome again on the program and uh, start off with with some an issue that, you know, I think is very challenging to Christians. I, I personally, I don't think it should be, but it is. Why should Christians be civically active at all? And is there actually a biblical mandate to uh, to get out of the church and into the streets? Yeah, I mean, great question. And, and obviously, I believe uh, that believers should be involved in civic civic government, civic, civic engagement. Uh, listen, we live in the United States. If you live in China, if you live in Australia, if you live in Germany, uh, you should be involved uh, because the word talks about us being in the world, but not of it. Uh, and I believe that I'm both a citizen here on earth as well as in heaven. Mm-hmm. And in, on this earth, I'm a citizen of the United States. Well, there are, there's a playbook. There are guidelines, uh, to being a citizen 
in the United States. And one of those is that we, the people, are the ones that control our government, or at least we should. Uh, and, and the more we as believers understand that, uh, the more we will start to work to influence that part of our culture, uh, because as believers, we don't get the opportunity to say we're going to disengage from that uh, because then the results affect us as well. And well, <laughs> as these results do affect us as well. Yeah, and we're seeing that you yeah. know, in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think believers absolutely should be involved because we should be shaping the culture, not allowing uh, the world uh, and and the non-believers to shape the culture. Yes, and very sobering talking to Eric Metaxas and his book, Letter to the American Church, this challenge that we're, uh, as the American Church, repeating the same mistakes that the German Church did and, uh, and, and very potentially worse results because we have an example of what's going on. So, you know, we want to do it for the good, but I think that what wakes most people up is when they see it for the bad. And if yeah. you're seeing things in the culture uh, here in Colorado Springs and in our state and our nation that you don't like, guess what, we the people, it's up to us. Yes. So Culture Impact Team, very amazing initiative. Love what you're doing. Tell us about what the Culture Impact Team is, how people can get involved, and how you're helping other churches to bring uh, civic engagement into their congregations. Well, as I said earlier, I believe that believers should be engaged in civic government. Uh, and so what we've done at Church for All Nations is uh, about four or five years ago, we started a culture impact team. And, and our goal, our, our mandate, if you will, is to impact or, or work within the, the confines of the kingdom to alter the culture, um, to look more like the kingdom, right? The word mm-hmm. says bringing the kingdom of heaven down to earth. How do we do that? Uh, and so we, we want to put in front of believers information, right? Really that is our goal is to keep the body of Christ informed as to what is happening primarily locally. And when I say locally, I mean at the city, county and state level, uh, what is, what is happening then, then giving them the opportunity to then engage and how to do that, whether it be going up to the Capitol uh, and testifying on on bills about life uh, or about parental rights, and 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 again trying to influence uh, our culture for the kingdom of heaven. And so we we have some things coming up uh, that will yeah we're going to talk about yeah, that. You we'll have candidate forums coming absolutely. up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and and that's coming up soon. So when a uh, when a church, if someone says, I want to bring this into my church. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean they're they're not at CFAN. They they can't get directly involved in what you're doing there. How can they uh, bring this into their church in a way that their pastor? Because that's you know pastors don't want to add something else, and politics yes. can be they can feel it's contentious. Um, how do you help someone who wants to bring it into their church? Uh, well, we actually have a template. Uh, so, culture impact teams originated by the Family Research Council. They now call them community impact teams. Uh, we we kept the original name uh, because we, we like the original name. Uh, and so we've actually got got a template. We've offered up uh, tons of information to people in churches that are looking to start one in their church. Uh, you're right. The biggest obstacle usually to overcome is the pastor. Uh, and you just have to assure your pastor that you're not asking he, him or her to add any add anything to their plate uh, that you yeah. will will take the lead. Uh, and I'm watching culture impact teams pop up really all over Colorado as well as across the nation. But but a lot of the ones here in Colorado are, are being very effective. 
Okay, awesome. And so if you want more information about that, the website is cultureimpact.us, cultureimpact.us. You can go on there and find out more information. Okay, let's turn really local. We have Colorado Springs elections that are coming up very, very soon. Uh, this is for mayor and city council. Mm-hmm. Actually, should just be three, three at-large candidates plus District 3 is uh, replacing. I guess uh, there's someone who who's dropped out early, so they're mm-hmm. replacing. So there's four out of nine city council and our mayor. This is big. It is huge. And people tend to disconnect in these off-year elections, right? They're all interested in the in in the in the in the even number of years, right? Yes. But in Colorado Springs, this is big uh, and it's happening what are you seeing around these elections? We have 12, about a dozen candidates in each one, um, which can, you know, sort of turn into into a mess trying to identify all of them. That's why I do the voter guide that I do, mm-hmm. not at the end of the program. Um, but how do you see people getting involved and how can people get involved rather than just waiting until Election Day and casting their ballot? Which, by the way, please do that. Don't ignore this election. A lot of people don't vote, and we we encourage, especially the Christian conservative vote, to to come out because it can have more impact in a local election, can have more impact when people aren't voting. But what are people between now and casting the vote that people can do to get civically active around these elections? And, And so I want to start by saying, please remember, all politics is local, right? So you have the most impact on your way of life closer to you. And and that is why we need you to get out and vote for city council as well as the mayoral um, election. I would first say, and I'll, I'll plug the voter church voter guy here. First thing you need to do is research. Uh, what we've become is a society of sound bites. And so when, when we're in that mode, we we tend to miss the forest for the trees, if you will. We really need engaged people to also be those willing to take a half hour to research these candidates. Maybe they pick up or pull up the church voter guide or they attend a forum. But make sure that you are trying to learn as much about each candidate as possible. That's the first thing. Secondly, once you've figured out the candidate of your choice, go walk walk neighborhoods for them, uh, you know, make phone calls for them, support them, maybe even with finances, but definitely get behind the, the candidate that you feel you can most believe in and trust in. Mm-hmm. And we'll have church voter guides at churchvoterguides.org. That will be out uh, a little bit before the ballots get sent out at the beginning of March for this election. Again, this is Colorado Springs election, uh, mayor and at-large city council. So everybody, if you're Colorado Springs municipal proper resident, you can vote in these elections and again, get involved. So um, we have about a minute or so left. Mm-hmm. Tell us about these candidate forums for city council and mayor. One is on the playing of this program on February 22nd. It's tonight at CFAN North Campus. And we got a mayor one coming up. What can people expect? Yep. So February 22nd is our city council. March 8th uh, is our mayoral candidates. Both will begin at 6 p.m. Would love to have you come out and learn about the candidates. Uh, We are believers. And so what we're trying to uncover uh, is how closely to our biblical worldview these these candidates are and and how they will govern from that standpoint. Uh, So, no, we're not going to ask a bunch of Bible questions. We're not going to ask them, you know, what does John 316 say? Uh, But we are going to make sure we work to uncover how they think concerning our biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And these, if you haven't been to a CFAN uh, candidate forum, they've really become the standard 
uh, in town for especially Christians, uh, but anybody to get information. You you get very good attendance. The candidates show up. Uh, that's first of all, because they take it very seriously. Uh, CFAN does it in a very professional way. And it's also going to be streamed. Correct. Yes. Yep. So, be streamed. so come out live, pack the house, meet the candidates, you know, talk. You get to talk to them. They'll have tables there. Yep. Right. The have, and you'll have a half hour after after the forum to be able to go to the tables and meet. The yeah, candidate. That's so, but if you can't do that, at least watch it online because the information is fantastic. And a church voter guide shows up because there are a crowd too, right? Trying to reach the church. So, um, Ken, I just want to um, say thank you for what you do. Um, you've been a really good friend and, and trying to get the church out, which is tough. And I want to, I, w- I want to encourage all of you out there. Please don't expect someone else to do this. Yes, <laughs> we, you know, we we work in this realm of community activism, and very few people step up. So if you want to help, uh, get involved. Get involved with CFAN. Get involved with the candidates. Do something, please. Please. <laughs> so, Ken, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you. Looking forward to the forums. And again, tonight, the 22nd uh, of February at CFAN North Campus in Colorado Springs. And then March 8th will be the mayoral. Tonight, the city council, then the mayoral. So, thank you for listening to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. And uh, you can catch our back episodes on our podcast on our website, the word FM 1007. So please do that and please spread the word. Now get out there and make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.